Welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, a Big Les. Let's go through your Kangaroos v Kiwi game for two o'clock on your Super Saturday. We'll also be touching on uh, the England v Mate Matonga game as well. Unfortunately, as always, these team lists come out pretty much just before the game, uh, and the game's obviously at midnight tonight as well. So I uh, won't be able to go through team lists for that game. Obviously because they're not out, uh, but I can tell you that Victor Radley, Toby King, Mikey Lewis, and Liam Farrell are all out for England, um, so there's some big losses there, Victor Radley especially being out of this squad going into Game 3, but George Williams uh, comes into this side, which is very, very exciting, uh, obviously he'll probably line up at halfback. So very keen to see uh, what impact he has on this team as well. Uh, Unfortunate for, obviously, Dom Young to be missing out uh, on all those games as well. Wishing him all the best in his recovery. I haven't really heard much on the Dominic Young front as of late, but hoping that he is all good. Um, You know, obviously, it's a pretty hectic thing uh, especially when you're getting selected in international football for you to be injured for the whole tournament as well. Uh, He's obviously you know, feeling it a bit right now. So wishing him all the best in recovery. And uh, obviously, um, my condolences that he didn't get to play uh, this year in the World Cup because he definitely deserved to. Another guy that I was sort of thinking about was Herbie Farnworth. I was shocked uh, that Herbie Farnworth wasn't in this squad for England. It's a lot of things. That's a thing that people forget about too. Um, Obviously, there could be a, I guess way in which Herbie Farnworth maybe chose to spend the preseason with the Dolphins potentially over uh, the tournament for England. But uh, yeah, for him to not be in this squad was very surprising for me as well for all three games, let alone this one. Um, I didn't really get to cover those games, obviously, because we were on our break during the games as well. Uh, But we will be touching on this one. But let's go through Kangaroos v Kiwis number two. Uh, Obviously, the final against the Kiwis for us, Kangaroos. Uh, There doesn't look to be too many changes for either side. Obviously, Payne Haas and Tino come back into the front row. Uh, We obviously have Liam Martin back into the back row. Um, Selwyn Cobbo is in the reserves as well still. So, obviously, Valentine Holmes keeps his spot. Nico Hines comes off and Ribbon Cotter goes in onto the bench. So, you have the bench of Harry Grant, Lindsay Collins, Paddy Carroll, and Ruben Cotter, sort of a Queensland Maroons bench. But let's have a look at this full side for our Kangaroos. We have James Tedesco at fullback, uh, Dylan Edwards and Valentine Holmes on the wings, uh, Hamaso Tabuai Fido and Katoni Staggs in the centres, Cam Munster and Daly Cherry Evans in the halves, Payne Haas and Tino Fasulamala-Awi in the front row, Ben Hunt at nine, uh, Cam Murray and Liam Martin in the back row with Isaiah Yo at 13. And then we obviously have Harry Grant, Lindsay Collins, Paddy Carrigan and Ruben Cotter on the bench there for the Kangaroos. Um, for the Kiwis, we have Chance and Nickel Clockstart at fullback, Ronaldo Militalo and Jermaine Asako on the wings. We have Matt Timoko and Joseph Manu in the centres. Dylan Brown, Jerome Hughes in the halves, James Fisher-Harris and Moses Leota up front. 
with Kieran Foran starting again at nine. Isaiah Papali'i and Britton Nicola in the back row with Joseph Tarpanay at 13. Farmani Brian, Nelson Asofa Solomona, Griffin Name, and Leo Thompson on the bench there for the Kiwis. I am very, very keen to see how both of these sides go today. In terms of who I think is going to win this game, I think it is definitely going to go the way of the Kangaroos. I don't know if it's going to be the 13-plus lead that people are making it out to be. I think this one's going to be much closer. I think that uh, James Fisher-Harris and Moses Leota, they're going to come out firing after the last one. Uh, they got nearly dominated in the last one as well. Well, not dominated. They were doing some great things uh, and obviously got the better of Tom Flegler a lot of times during that game. But uh, obviously, they're going to step it up a ton here in this one. Fisher-Harris, Leota, and Joseph Tarpanay. If he can take it to another level compared to the last one, uh, he's going to be an absolute wrecking ball, an absolute freight train, and he's going to be impossible to stop. He's already impossible to get to his back. Uh, he's going to be absolutely impossible to handle uh, going into this one. Uh, so I think that it's going to be a very tight game. I think it is going to be that 1-12 to 12 margin. The forwards are going to keep it tight here. I'm very keen to see this battle. Uh, obviously, Payne Haas still feeling that loss from the grand final. Going up against the Penrith forwards in James Fisher-Harris and Moses Leota. And then you've got Tino going up against these guys as well. So it is the all-time front rower battle for me. It's probably the top four front rowers in the competition at the moment going head-to-head. And then you obviously got two prime lock forwards in Joseph Tarpanay uh, and Isaiah, pa- Isaiah Yo. Sorry, I nearly said Isaiah Papali'i, but Isaiah Yo um, going at it. Isaiah Papali'i also in this game going up against Liam Martin. So again, a big match up there. And then Cam Murray obviously going up against the freight train himself in Britain. Nicola plays about five feet taller than what he actually is, uh, if that makes sense. He is just a lot to handle as well. Um, and then obviously the battle here on the bench. I think that Australia, again, having a genuine hooker, uh, two pretty much genuine hookers for me. Um, you know, when you're looking at the Kiwi side, where you've got Kieran Foran, who did a great job in the last one, and Farmani Brown, these guys aren't genuine hookers. And I think that's the only downside to this Kiwi side. They don't have a genuine number nine. Uh, mind you, Kieran Foran gave pretty decent service in the last one. I think playing in the halves obviously gives you that awareness of how you want the ball. Um, so I think that's an advantage there, I guess, for the Kiwis in that sense. But uh, not having a genuine genuine number nine has hurt them a little bit, uh, maybe on the defensive end. Uh, Kieran Foran has been crisp, but he hasn't been as crisp as we know he can be. Uh, and obviously, Farmanu Brown has, I think, leaked maybe one try when he came on uh, in the last one as well. And, uh, you know... They both weren't defensively defensively as crisp as some of these genuine number nines. And the servant, the service isn't as good as what Harry Grant's was, obviously, in the last one as well. And you can't really judge that because Harry Grant, again, a genuine number nine compared to Kieran Foran, who's a halfback 5'8", and Farmani Brown, who's more of a roaming lock uh, in this modern game as well. So, um, yeah, look, I mean... <laughs> I think it's hurt them a little bit, the Kiwis, in this one. But then again, I, I will say that Kieran Foran in attack has been very, very dangerous out of dummy half, to be honest. And sort of making me scratch my head in terms of uh, can Kieran Foran play nine? 
Um, but yeah, no, he has been quite good. I will give him that in the attacking space, Kieran Foran. Um, Dylan Brown and Jerome Hughes, I think is going to be the main point as well for the Kiwis. If James Fisher-Harris and Moses Leota do get on the front foot, uh, you know, Dylan Brown and Jerome Hughes, they are going to be very, very dangerous in this one. And they could tell a big part in how this game goes. If they get an early little trot, uh, they are going to be impossible to stop, especially when you've got the outside backs of Ronaldo Mortalo, Matsumoko, who has been very, very good this tournament, throughout the entire tournament as well, been very consistent. Uh, Joey Manu and Jermaine Asako as well. You've got some of the better centers and wingers in the competition at the moment in that back line. Uh, it's going to be a lot to handle, especially if this side gets on the front foot. And Charles got clock start, his ball playing, uh, has improved tremendously this season as well. So he is going to be very dangerous, almost like a second 5-8 uh, with those cutout passes as well. Uh, as for Australia, again, the forward pack, winning that forward battle and getting the momentum, I think that's going to be a big part of this game. Uh, Cameron Munster has been very, very quiet. And I think it's also come with letting Daly Cherry Evans do his job as well. Daly Cherry Evans has provided a lot of spark uh, for this team. A lot of the momentum uh, has been handled by Daly Cherry Evans. A lot of the plays has been handled by Daly Cherry Evans. A lot of the kicking goes the way of Daly Cherry Evans. Cameron Munster's just sort of playing a game that allows Daly Cherry Evans to do his thing. Uh, and obviously the consequence of that is that we haven't been able to really see um, a fully off-the-cuff, dangerous Cameron Munster that we're used to seeing uh, in Origin, a very Wally Lewis Cameron Munster that we're used to seeing um, in Origin. Uh, but yeah, look, I mean, the past six months for Cameron Munster, and we sort of talked about it in the season review previews, um, you know, it, the season has been pretty off for Cameron Munster towards the back end especially. Uh, he hasn't been his attacking self. He hasn't been as dangerous as we know uh, Cam Munster can be. Even during Origin, he was sort of a bit up and down. Uh, and then after Origin especially, we didn't really see the best from Cameron Munster. And again, a lot of uh, Melbourne Storms go forward actually came off the back of Jerome Hughes and not Cameron Munster. And Cameron Munster was also complimenting uh, Jerome Hughes, and maybe we're seeing a Sean Johnson effect where he sort of settle, settles down his game and uh, becomes that game manager of a half, which would be suiting to a Jerome Hughes. Uh, Daly Cherry Evans can game manage just fine, but it's a weird sort of combination where, you know, Cameron Munster's actually doing some of the game managing, and we see Daly Cherry Evans actually, you know, as I said, creating most of the spark, creating most of the opportunities as well. So uh, it's been a very weird combination and one we really haven't expected from these two halves. But um, yeah, look, I mean, I'm keen for Cameron Munster to maybe get a little bit more involved and start creating opportunities himself. Uh, obviously, we saw Nico Hines go into 5-8 towards the back end of the game and set up a try there for Cameron Murray. Uh, just with his ball playing through great unders balls. Uh, his service was always good, Nico Hines. Um, he looked really good for the 20 minutes that he was on. I'd love to see a bit of that from Cameron Munster. Just starting to slowly get, um, you know, slowly starting to create opportunities, um, get involved in the game. And I think it could be very dangerous, especially in this one where I am predicting the Kiwis to come out very strong and make it tight. 
Uh, and then defense on the edges as well. Hammer's been fantastic, def- fantastic. Sorry, um, defending Joseph Manu. I think that's going to have to continue. Katoni Stags on Matsumoko, a very hard guy to handle, but uh, Katoni Stags definitely up to the job uh, for that defensive battle. Just keeping him on a leash. He is fantastic, and when he gets on a roll, he can palm off about five or six guys before getting tackled. He's an absolute freight train. Uh, keeping him in check, I think, for Katoni Stags will be a big thing for him. Uh, the defense on the edges is going to be massive in this one. But as I said, Kangaroos for me, they win 1-12 to over the Kiwis. Um, I think it's going to be a very tight game and I cannot wait to watch it. Um, as for England v Tonga, again, we don't have team lists. I wish we had bloody team lists because it'd make things a whole of a lot easier. Um, but you know, going off the squad for England, uh, including a guy like George Williams, who is an absolute weapon in that number seven jersey, I really do think that England get the win here over Tonga. And I hate to say it, I hate to say it, because I really hope that Tonga get the win. I'll be rooting for Tonga watching this one uh, as I wake up for it tomorrow. But um, yeah, look, I mean, I, I really hope that Tonga win, but I do think it's going to go the way of England. I think that their squad is just full of goers. Uh, in the past two games, they've proven that they're a bunch of goers. Uh, and and all, my, Tonga's always kept it tight. Tonga's always kept it tight. But I think their halves have let them have let them down. I think going into this one, win or lose, they've got to breed those new halves in uh, Latte Fainu, in um, obviously Dion as well. Um, maybe include him in the halves, Isaiah Katoa. I think the halves pairing has to be Isaiah Katoa um, and Latte Fainu. And then have Dion still on the bench. I think that uh, Lolahea can get a bit of a rest because I think that it's at the stage now where you've got to start breeding these younger halves because there's more young halves coming through. You've got to start breeding the younger halves rather than going what worked maybe five years ago for Tonga. Um, yeah, and Will Hopawadi maybe uh, gets a break at fullback. Uh, we might see him maybe move out of there, go to centre because, to be honest, Cowler was fucking outstanding in the last one. I think that he deserves an opportunity in this one to really shine. Um, so, yeah, getting, giving Cowler the reins, I think, at fullback is a big thing as well for this Tongan side. Um, but, yeah, look, I mean, I think England win only just 1-12 to 12 yet again. Um, but I think that Tonga... I'd absolutely love to see them win this one. But yes, going the way of England, 1-12, to 12, even though it pains me to say it, I think that England, in England, get the job done over Tonga. But I really do hope that Tonga get the job done. I'll be rooting for them just quietly. One.